Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Like Honestly. I'm Erica. And I'm Mariah. And today, uh, today we are planning to talk about some, like, ghostly things. I don't know you want to call them ghostly occurrences or visits or just happenings. Um, some weird shit, some might say. Uh, but I actually had this, like, kind of weird thing happen, which was just, I don't know, good coincidence and it reminded me of some other incidences that had happened in college um so i figure we'll start with that because mine aren't that interesting well they they're like weird but they're not like super spooky but i know that mariah definitely has some good stories about this so we just recently moved into the house and right before we moved i had to actually get my uh registration sticker renewed and so i I, instead of having it mailed to the apartment, I had it mailed to the house because I didn't want it to get lost in the in the shuffle of everything. And then, so it came to the house the day, it came actually the day that we got the key to the house. So I went and checked the mail and I got it. I specifically like made the intentional decision to leave it on the counter at the house. Uh, so I knew it was there. Uh, long story short, once we actually moved in a couple weeks in, I went to go look for it so I could put it on my car and I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like tearing up the house. And I could not find it anywhere. And I was getting super pissed because I just thought it was maybe like just got lost in the in all the boxes and all the moving stuff and like newspapers or whatever. And it just got like thrown away. Um but then, so we, we had some overlap of like when we had to be out of the apartment. Um, so we still had some stuff over there and Rob went and like got the rest of it and brought it back. And we had this little like metal, I don't know, thing that hung on the wall that would like hold our mail, but I didn't use it very often. And so he had brought that over and I was just like, oh my God, what is even in here? Like I haven't used this thing in ages. I don't even know what's in here. And I'm like taking out all the stuff and my stupid registration sticker was in there. So that's kind of weird, which is like, obviously there could be a lot of explanations for that. Like maybe someone else just picked it up and put it in there. I don't think, I don't know who would do that, but could be, but it reminded me of like when I was in college and I was at this house party once it was my freshman year. I was living in the dorms. Um, and halfway through my, my freshman year, I had actually moved. So both of the things I'm going to talk about happened when I was living in my first dorm room. Um, and so I was like at this house party and we were like playing this game. Uh, we were in the bedroom, like playing some drinking game and I got out. And so I went to go sit on the bed and I had never been there before. I like barely knew the people who lived there or, you know, the only people that I really knew were my friends that I came with. And, uh, I went to go sit on the bed and my, my class ring was sitting there. And so I hadn't been sitting there before. So if it was like in my pockets or something like that, for whatever reason, it like wouldn't have been there. Um, and I never, ever wore that ring. Like I never wore it in high school and I never wore it in college. I don't even know why I brought it with me, but it was, so it shouldn't have been on my person because I never touched it. And so it was like super weird that I found it there. And then there was this other time that it was like my friends, one of my good friends, uh, her childhood friend was coming into town and she 
uh, met us or we met her at this like gas station because she had to stop to get gas because she just drove in. And then we were going to a house party of one of her friends. So we went, my friend came, picked me up from my dorm room. So like no one came upstairs. No one was inside. I met her downstairs. We went, met her friend at the gas station and we went to the house party. Well, then sometime later that night we were like trying to get food or whatever and she couldn't find her credit card so we all just assumed that it was you know she left she was either stolen at this party or she had left it at the gas station that was like what we had assumed and she actually like went back to the gas station and it wasn't there then (laughs) the next morning uh, my friend drops me back off at my dorm and I go upstairs into my dorm room and sitting on my desk, like the only thing on my whole desk was her friend's credit card. So it's like super strange because she didn't go to college there. She had never been to the building, let alone my actual room. And my friend hadn't even been up to my room. No one had been back there since we met her at the gas station. So it was just like really, really weird and really creepy. But I think like at the time I was just like, no. We're not going to we're not going to think about this moving on. And I had never really thought about it since until we started talking about like other like ghostly weird happenings. I feel like it's so weird because like all of your things are around stuff like just being misplaced. And it's just it's like not I mean, the class ring thing is like a little bit, I think, of like the weirdest, like least explainable thing to me you think so more than the credit card one the credit card one is the one that really freaks me out really see I think that like that one is explained I mean I wasn't there that night but like that one's explainable to me like okay you guys were drinking like who the fuck knows what actually happened but no one was there like literally no one was there like we went to the house and like we went and got food and then we went back to the house and we stayed the night there and then the next morning yeah and then the next sober Yeah. And like, it wouldn't, it's not like, oh, I just walked in and I just found it on me. It was literally already in my room when I got there. Weird. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it's like, I mean, let me freak you out. Is it like a ghost or is it like a stalker who's like stealing your shit and returning it in like weird places? I did also have a really, and that's the other thing is that both of those things happened when I was living in that dorm and it was an old ass dorm. I had a weird ass roommate, which story for another day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she was disgusting, but story for (laughs) another day. (laughs) But so, okay, so that is interesting. We'll put a pin in that because it kind of comes back to a little bit to some uh experiences that you've had which i think you have your story is super interesting or your stories plural are super interesting to me because they start and like there's like little staccatos throughout your life yeah mine kind of just like flow along they're not like i mean it's i feel like if it is a ghost it's like kind of the same ghosts or whatever but um but yeah so should we dive into that Yeah, let's start with the mansion house. Okay, so let's do a backstory on the mansion house um, for our listeners. For those of you who are not from our hometown. (laughs) Which I hope most of you are not, however, (laughs) because a lot of these stories are about you guys, if it is. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the mansion house was, we'll kind of just give like a, a brief update. And I'll say like, if anybody wants to ask us like, 
more questions about the mansion house or like whatever. We'll try to like save you the less or like we'll try to save some of the historical like history lesson stuff for like if you guys want to do a Google search or if you just want to ask us. But um, we'll just get into like the creepy stuff. So basically an overview of the mansion house is um, that <laughs> apparently Erica did some research on this guy too and he was like um, – this guy who started the mansion house was like a sexually frustrated, you said, like, he was, man. <laughs> yeah, so I started, I tried reading this book. Okay, it's called Oneida. It's like written by a woman who's like from our hotel. She's actually a descendant of what's his name? John Humphrey Noise. Yeah. And he's from actually, I think, not New York, but somewhere in, up in the Northeast. And he's like from a really really religious family um very very conservative obviously this is back you know i got it i'm terrible with years and shit but it's like 1800s 1600s something like that <laughs> we're talking real old school <laughs> yeah not like mayflower days but like definitely like yeah like 18 1800 1900 <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, is, what is time i don't know anyway it's really religious very um girls couldn't show ankles type of time and he was a he was actually really really socially awkward like way more so than anyone else and it just really buried that insecurity deep in his soul and so when he couldn't like get dates and therefore couldn't get laid he was just very sexually frustrated and decided that he was going to join a an alternative religion that believed in like I don't know, having sex and then ended up starting his own and which then evolved into starting his own commune, little colony, a little bit of a cult, if you will, in our hometown. <laughs> yeah. So this idea was that like he was going to have like a utopian um community that like everyone was going to live and work and it was going to be like rainbows and butterflies well with that comes like some weird stuff you know they were basically dictating not dictating but like they were planning um like family trees which ended up being like family bushes because they just kind of keep going around and around like okay, you and you, like, you have blonde hair and blue eyes, and you have blonde hair and blue eyes, like, let's, you guys should have a baby. Well, so weird things happens with that. So, like, stuff got a little weird. People ended up realizing it was a little weird. But anyways, they all lived in this, it's called the mansion house, but it's bigger than a house. It's like, um, it's just like a huge ass brick building it's definitely like, it's definitely a compound because it has multiple buildings, it has a giant garden, it has a lot of components to it. Yeah, it has like a cafeteria, it has auditoriums, it has libraries, like everything in plural. So anyways, that is now um it's now rented out as apartments. So you can still visit it. People have weddings there, like it is a beautiful place. And you could do tour. It's historical, so you can do tours of it. And there's like a really beautiful garden and stuff that you can go and visit. It's great. 
yeah, if Erica and I ever dig back in like our pictures and let you guys see some of those, you'll definitely see us in the gardens, like, you know, posing behind flowers on the cereals mysteriously and shit with our digital cameras. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I lived there with my dad when I was a little girl because they're apartments now. So, um, you know, it's mostly, I would say it's mostly like little old ladies and, um, it's kind of like a retirement home in a sense. Like there's no staff that's like taking care of people, but there's staff that cooks meals and like organizes little events and stuff. So I would say mostly like either people that are just looking for a short-term lease or like older people live there. So my dad and I were like the youngest ones there. I was like definitely the only child that lived there at that time. And, um, my dad was like, you know, they were all these cougars loved Dave. So (laughs) my dad has some stories about the mansion house that like, I don't, I remember him talking about them, but I don't remember like anything specifically standing out to me other than I just remember like hearing large crowds of people all the time and just thinking that it was like normal. Like I didn't associate it with maybe it being ghosts or anything, but the place, like our apartment was creepy. I mean, it was just old and had like old creaky wood floors and it was furnished. Sorry. How old were you again at this time? I was like six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So you're still in that age where you're just like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, this is how it is. You know, my dad tells me it's okay. So I'm going to believe it's okay. Well, we had like a clawfoot tub and like just really old shit in there. So I do remember it being like a little bit creepy, but not anything crazy. And I remember like our apartment was right down the road, right down the road, right down the hall from um, one of the auditoriums. And like at nighttime, my dad would like leave the room and then he would like make me promise that I was going to stay in my bed. So I do remember that happening, but he now, like if he tells the story, he explains it as just um, like he would hear like a party or like a ball going on, but like not a part, like not a modern day party, like definitely a, like a, like a band and <laughs> like a, a yeah, brass just, band. <laughs> yeah. Just like mingling and like dancing, like a classy party ball, I guess. I don't know. So yeah. So he, but he has kind of the classic stories of just um, like, you know, he opens the door and walks out and as he gets closer, the music gets louder. And then as soon as he rounds the corner, everything stops. And there's nobody there. And then he starts to walk away and the music starts back up again. And like the mingling starts back up again. So he, (laughs) he has a lot of those classic stories, but he never like actually saw anything. He just describes it, which is weird to me because my dad is, um, my dad is kind of like your stereotypical dad. Like he's not afraid of anything. He doesn't show any like fear nothing can take him down kind of thing. But he, whenever he tells that story, he tells me that the hair on the back of his neck still stands up when he thinks about it. And I'm like, dad, you're not supposed to be scared of anything. Like, so I do believe in that. And I remember like, um, my encounters there were always just like, there was just weird places that were like off limits to people and nobody really knew why, but like nobody wanted to find out why. 
and I remember all the little old ladies would just like pack my dad's lunches and they'd make him sandwiches and they'd hang out with me and like play with me in the mornings while my dad was getting ready or whatever. And, um, they would always like their bribe for kind of like taking care of me a little bit here and there, or like playing with me was that he was to go down to the basement to get their supplies. Cause that's where like <laughs> the cafeteria supplies were. And like, nobody knew why, but he also like, I remember him saying that he, you know, would like run down there as fast as he could. Like he wasn't going to spend any extra time down there than what he needed to. He doesn't have like a solid explanation as to why, just like he didn't want to find out why he felt that way. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way just about regular basements. So <laughs> I get it. I feel that way about a full furnished basement and new construction. <laughs> well, I just like, I think about going into my dad's basement and I'm just like, basically hunched over because I'm like okay there might be a daddy long leg on this ceiling that's kind of low but also I don't want to get too low because there might be a centipede down here like this is my nightmare <laughs> plus ghosts add ghosts into it and then add ghosts and forget about it <laughs> okay but so I wondered though okay okay so just so you guys know there's also long term one of the descendants of this guy ended up creating what is what is now known as oneida limited which is like you may know it as like a silverware company they make some dishes china stuff like that it's actually good stuff but the the factory used to be in our hometown and then the office building was across the street from the mansion house which i actually think was used as part of the compound at some point but there are rumors that there's tunnels that lead from the mansion house over to what is now the like corporate office or was the corporate office, whatever. Um, so I wonder if in the basement there were t- those tunnels. Oh, maybe if those even exist, we probably have like people from our hometown, like laughing at us, but who the frick knows what exists over there? I know um, I need to finish reading that book because that was something that my, cause my mom read the book too, but she also, cause, Oh God, I, I wanted to, I want to read it so bad, but it's just so dense and the language is so, so like flowery. It's so hard to get through. And so even my mom read, she read most of it, uh, but then didn't finish it, but she mentioned the tunnels to me. So I think it, that part is true. Okay. That, I mean, it would make sense to me for sure. But also, I don't know if she was just saying that because of, again, that was like part of the rumors that you always heard living in that town. Yeah, you never, when you live in a town like that, you never really know like what's true, you know? Yeah, because there's also all the rumors about, which at this part I actually think is more believable just based on the purpose of their like, little colony thing I, I don't know what you call it not the manifesto but they're like uh whatever like their whole point was to create this utopian society taking the best of people the smartest the most beautiful the whatever and and using them to essentially breed and make this like perfect community um and so like mariah was saying there's you know a little bit of some family shrubbery yeah (laughs) happening and so that can of course lead to like deformities um or you know whatever just like complications in birth and so there's also rumors that 
Um, so it's like if if the children didn't live up to their standard of whatever, I don't even know how they came up with this shit. But like if it did, they didn't live up, then they would just like put them in a room and like let them die, or they would just hide them away for their entire lives, which I'm sure could lead to some uh, bad energy. Yeah, like I'm, and I again, like that's something that I don't want to speak to as like fact, but would I like buy into it if somebody told me it was fact absolutely like Mm -hmm. there's just weird vibes and like I said there are rooms that are like off limits and there's weird rooms like when you're looking on the outside of it you can see rooms and like turrets and like towers and shit that when you're inside you don't know how to get to them it's weird I don't know I don't know how to, to explain it other than it's it's like beautiful and mysterious and some shit went down there. Oh my God. I want like one of those ghost hunter shows. I don't care if they're real or not. I want them to go do an episode in the mansion house. You know, I wonder if they have, I don't think, I mean, I don't think they have, but I wonder, I bet there's been like local ghostbusters or, you know, people who think that they're, I don't know, going to get in contact with somebody. Like I bet people have gone there trying to find that out. Um, so I do have some more stories about like our beautiful little town. Um, Stepford town. Yeah, like where you're, you know, the women are like walking their golden retriever and like they either fucked your husband last night or killed their husband last night, like, but they still say hi to you and their dog's smiling and everything's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so in the town. There was, um, there's like one main kind of road basically. And on that road was, is like an older building that was once a strip mall that had like a bank and a pharmacy and like little boutiques. And now it is still a bank, a boutique and, um, an ice cream shop or like, you know, a, a cafe and ice cream place. And I worked there. Erica spent many a summers there too while I was working. It was my favorite job of yours. <laughs> so yeah, it was my favorite job too. But I would say that like the the style, so like the building itself was very old and like original to around the time of the mansion house. And it's right up the street from the mansion house. Um, but like now it's got like a cute I would say that the ice cream, like the creamery part of it is more of like a, I don't know, retro diner cafe. It's got like plaid, like plaid floors and like chrome seating and whatever. And it's like a little bit more like updated, but then the back of it, which is the restaurant is like older. I picture just like, you know, English women having tea, like a spot a spot of tea and crumpets but like I don't want to say outdated because it's not ugly but it's just like older um so anyways so I worked there in the dining room where they served like real food was only open on the weekends or for lunch so but often I was like working the the ice cream portion of it out in the front um by myself at night so like the lunch would close at like three, two or three or whatever. 
And then ice cream would stay open until like 930. So I was there from like two and or three until like 930 or 10 by myself a lot. Yeah, they some weird things happen there that are just like, now that I look back on it, I should have paid attention to like more of them. But like I was kind of how you were where you just like don't want to admit that it exists in the minute or in the moments. I don't know. What did you did you ever get like a vibe there? No, and that's the the weird thing. And I think you even told me about the like weirdness and stuff and I again, I just think when I was younger, I was just like okay, like if it doesn't impact me right now in this moment, then I don't care. Or not that I don't <laughs> care, but I'm just like this doesn't bother me. Uh, and so, because I never saw anything, I never felt anything, but I also only ever hung out in like that front room. I, I think I've only ever been to the dining room like twice in my whole life. Yeah. Okay. So the dining room, there was like one dining room and then they expanded into a second dining room. And with the expansion, they expanded the kitchen a little bit. I didn't really have to go back there a whole lot. And like, it never really bothered me being back there if there was other people being, if there was other people back there. But for whatever reason, like from the beginning of me working there, I hated, like hated being in the kitchen by myself. And I would often have to go back there for like whipped cream or like milk or something that we kept in the bigger coolers back there. And I would avoid it like you know, we say avoid it like the plague. We would avoid it like COVID. Like (laughs) I would avoid that shit because it just, for whatever reason, it freaked me out. And I remember like multiple times like tripping because I was like running so fast or like literally running into a wall. Like I have multiple injuries of just (laughs) like booking it so fast, as fast as I could through there. So we had, it was like a Friday or Saturday because there was going to be kitchen staff there. So I was like getting my stuff ready for the night that I needed out front and I was opening and I um, went back there and like sometimes like the cook or like the dishwasher would like come in early. So it wasn't odd for there to be somebody else back there, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say that it was like normal. So I went back there and I was like getting my stuff ready and I was like walking through and I was turning lights on and there was like one light on back there, but I was turning the rest of the lights on and I saw this guy in a plaid shirt and I was like, Oh, Hey, Hey Larry. Like I thought it was the dishwasher. He didn't say anything like kind of just, he was like, his back was to me and he was like reaching down getting something and he kind of just like picked his head up and um, you know, it wasn't also wasn't odd for him to like, just be like, oh, what's up? Like, meh. so I didn't really think anything of him not answering me. So then, you know, I went back out into the, um, into the ice cream part. And I remember like being relieved that I wasn't the only one there. Right. And the door opens and Larry walks in and I'm like, wait a second. What's up? <laughs> like you're in the back. Hold on you're supposed to be back there. And that's also not what you were wearing. So I like went back there and I was like, Hey Larry. And he's like, Hey Mariah, how's it going? Uh, good. Like you didn't answer me the first time I asked you. That's because it, it wasn't you. (laughs) So I like, I was fucking freaked out. So I, the, our head chef was like a really cool dude. And I was like, 
listen, you're going to think I'm fucking nuts, but I got to tell you something. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's not weird. Like, I don't think that you're crazy at all. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? He's like, well, what was he wearing? And I was like a green flannel, like a dark green flannel. He's like, oh yeah, that was Jimmy. I'm like, who the fuck is Jimmy? He's like, yeah, it's Jimmy Duncan. He's our, he's our ghost. I'm like casual. Wait, like you're, are you like cool with this dude? Like, yeah, casual, super casual, like not freaked out by it at all. And I'm like freaking out. And then I'm like, well, am I crazy for freaking out? Like, is this something that I should have known about all along? But yeah. So apparently I met Jimmy Duncan, the ghost. And that's like the joke now is like, did you see Mr. Duncan? Did you meet Jimmy Duncan? Well, apparently, and I'm not sure if that's his like real name or if that's what we just called him. Um, cause I did try doing like an obituary search and I could not find anybody. Can, so obviously multiple people have seen him. Like everyone who works there, at least who works there like for a long time knows about him. Right. And have seen, it has probably seen and interacted with him and everyone's like cool with him. Like he's obviously has good energy. How did he, do you think he's attached to the place or is Cause like if he's just repeatedly showing up there and he's usually in like the same like little like cubby area. Right. So how did he, why is he there? Does anyone know that? So apparently he was like this. So like I said, the second um, dining room and second portion of the kitchen was like acquired after the restaurant was already built, but it used to be a laundromat. So what I've heard is that he was, like, the guy in the laundromat and, like, kids would walk by, um, like, on their way home from school and he would, like, give them lollipops and, like, candy and whatever. But he kind of just camped out at the laundromat, like, running it. And he had a little cubby with, like, a TV and, like, his box of candy and, like, just his little, like, cubby office area. And that was where I saw him. Like, that would have been the same little area of the laundromat that I saw him hunched over or whatever. Okay. So he's, but he didn't die there, right? You So maybe that was just like his like happy place. And that's where he, he wanted to, he wanted to linger and like hang. Cause it has, I don't know, like that's a fun place now, especially with it being the ice cream shop. Yeah, and, like, if he owned it and he was, like, you know, he had an attachment to, like, the kids that came through. Like, he sounded like a really sweet, like, genuine old guy who just enjoyed seeing, like, the kids walk home from school and, like, giving him a lollipop and having, like, his regulars come in that would come to visit him. So I don't know if, like, it's something like that or maybe I've, like, also contemplated and, like, heard through the grapevine of, like, rumors of people who work there that there was some type of medical emergency in that area but like he wasn't like murdered and like he didn't just like drop dead there that I know of (laughs) do you know when this happened or like around the time that he existed I don't and I wish I mean it had to have been like I remember the laundromat being there when I was a kid so yeah I did too I would think like you know within the last like 20 years but I don't, I don't know. Like, I wish I knew more about it. And I wish that I didn't block it out so much when I was young. But I did. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing that I want to investigate. That's so fascinating. Because it could have been, like, ages ago. Like, ages before the laundromat. 
Yeah, who knows? Or, or, sorry, not before the laundromat, but before it closed. Before, mm-hmm. it could have been way before we were born. Yeah, but, like, the chef said that, like, he'll, like, walk in and, like, Jimmy will be sitting on the counter, like, kicking his legs. And, you know, the chef will just be like, hey, Jimmy, what's up, man? You want a sandwich? Like, what am I cooking you today? And <laughs> har, har, I, har. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess it's, like, cool, but... I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Even if it was a friendly ghost, uh, I don't know that I could just like be chill with it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see anything. I'm cool with like my weird little things popping up where they're not supposed to be stories. Like that's about the extent of my okayness <laughs> with anything. Maybe not in this realm. Um, so I guess good on them. I guess maybe if you like work in that kitchen, you have to make make terms with that. <laughs> yeah, like you have to do that or else you have to not work there. Um, I think that there's there's like different levels of things that I'm comfortable with. So this kind of helps me lead into another one of my stories. Don the friendly ghost. <laughs> yes, a friendly ghost. So um Backstory again, my dad and I, um, you know, lived in this town and we had a neighbor who lived across the street from us who um, was elderly, like he kind of kept to himself. And I would say that like, when we first started interacting with him, we could kind of describe him as like a grumpy old man, like, or just a nosy old man. And he would like, you know, come over and ask my dad to borrow a tool. But like, we knew that he had that tool. He just wanted to have a reason to come over and talk to us. But he was like always doing nice things and like bringing our garbage in and like, you know, waving to me and he would watch me get on and off the bus and get inside the house and whatever. But that was kind of the extent of our relationship. But his wife ended up passing away. And then a couple years later, he got really sick. And he asked my dad, like him and my dad progressively got closer and somehow they worked it out that, um, he did not want to be in a nursing home and he had no other family. So my dad quit his job to like take care of Don and to keep him comfortable without having to go into a nursing home while he was sick, which is like so cool and so heartwarming. There's no question or doubt that Dave is the best. He's uh, he's just the best guy. Like my dad will go to the end of the mountain or the end of the earth for like literally any like a stranger, you know. He just goes the extra 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 mile. So anyways, this being a really good example of that. Um so yeah, so Don, my dad ended up taking care of MG's for like 2 years probably, but he, like I said he didn't have any other family um him and I got really close in that time. Like I was in college, but I would come home and take him out to lunch or take him to his appointments and just visit with him, play cards, whatever. And, um, he ended up leaving us everything cause he had no family left. So, um, I mean, it wasn't, you know, not millions of dollars. Like <laughs> we're very grateful, but like, I don't want anyone thinking that we're like, you know, super loaded and like walked into this mansion. But anyway, so he left us um, like his car in his house. So I got his car, which was awesome because I got to drive around the car in college. And then um, we rented his house out for 
geez, like the last 10 years we rented his house. Yeah. So one of the tenants at the house, like Don was this incredible, like beautiful mind of like inventions and like just making things make sense. So he had this door, like a closet door, all of the doors in his house. If you opened like the closet, it was like on a track, like a pull open track and like the light would come on when you opened it and then the light would go off when you closed it. It's like genius shit that I wish my cookie cutter house had, but (laughs) he spent all this time rigging this and it was just like second nature to him to like make these complicated things happen. So one of the tenants ended up knocking the um, door off the track. And so my dad and I were over there trying to like rig it back up and fix it. Like this is something that would have been so easy to done. And he like totally would have made fun of us for not understanding it. Cause it was just the way that his brain naturally functions. So my dad and I were like over there and my dad has like, <sighs> as great of a guy he is, which we were both just bragging about, like he has very little patience for things that are frustrating. And I've also inherited that. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're like, you know, both of us after a few minutes of this are like just starting to get pissed off. And we're like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Just going to fucking break it. Just buy a new door. Like we're getting (laughs) so mad. And then we both like, so we're both like wiggling this thing. Like, you know, my dad's on his hands and knees. I'm like on a step stool. It was wild. So, um, we cannot figure this fucking thing out. And like both of us were getting super frustrated and then we just stopped and we kind of looked at each other. And I remember like my dad looked up at me and I looked down at him and he, I don't remember who said it first, but one of us was like, did you hear that? And we're like, yeah, did you hear that? Like, Don just laughed at us. Is that what you heard? Yeah, that's what I heard too. (laughs) So we heard Don laughing and like it really kind of like brought us back. And then like we moved the door one little time and it like instantly fell back on the track and like worked fine. I don't know. I think our instinct is like, okay, let's find a way to justify this (laughs) and make sense of this. But I just don't know how you do that in that situation because you it's not like one of one of you was just like oh my god I heard something and the other one like didn't make any reaction and then after the fact was like oh yeah me too it's like you both stopped at the same time and were like uh (laughs) yeah no it was like a moment and it was like a presence of like frustration like just leaving us like it was it was definitely like there was definitely something there we didn't see him like we didn't hear him again I remember my dad was like all right, Don, like you've been gone a while now, buddy. I don't like, you're probably looking pretty bad right now. I don't want to see you. (laughs) Like I remember him saying that out loud. And then when we left the house that day, that was actually one of my last times being in the house. But I remember like my dad said bye to him, which was funny to me. Oh, but yeah. Did Did the tenants know about that? You know, no, we never told them, but like, I don't know, like we weren't very close with them. And I don't know that like Don would, if that, like, if you can pick and choose who you like show up for, I don't know that Don would have like showed up for them. No, because it seems like, and you'll get into the other experiences that you've had around that involve Don, but it seems like he's more, 
I don't even know if this is the right language, but he seems more attached to you guys than yeah. to the house. Yeah. And me specifically, like my dad is like dying to have his own experience with like somebody or something, but like he really, he's been like witness to a few of them, but nothing's ever directly other than that one. Like nothing's ever directly happened to him, but I've had a few things happen around Don. So I'll jump into those. Like, So again, Don was just like, he was very, um, like predictable almost. So he always had on a white fisherman's hat that had like a blue and red stripe and he wore oxygen because he had lung cancer and he always had like this one particular clothes pin, which was like so beat up and whatever from the years, but he closed, he used to close pin his oxygen line to a shirt so that it wouldn't get like he had like a button-up shirt but so that it wouldn't get like caught and twisted when he was like moving around because he still like rode a bicycle on oxygen was like building shit on oxygen so he had this clothespin and this hat and he was always in his hat if he was outside so those were two of the things when he passed away that I wanted to claim as mine were the clothespin and the hat just because I'm like sentimental um about like little things like that. So I carried both of those things in my car with me and I bought a new car and I, in the mix of like changing my stuff over to the new car, I somehow lost both of those things. Like the clothespin was clipped on my visor and then the hat was like on one of like my back headrests on in the back seat. And it always stayed there, but like, I couldn't find either of those things. So this is like, I don't know, like around Thanksgiving time, I think. And, um, I had a hurt hand, like my hand was all bandaged up from like this cut that I got. And I was trying to make a pumpkin roll and I was getting so pissed off about this pumpkin roll. And I was pissed off, like just in general. So again, like I said, I have short fuse for things that are like irritating to me and like don't work in my favor. So I was getting super mad and like out of the corner of my eye in the kitchen, I see like a white hat. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is that Don's hat? I don't know. I haven't seen that in like a couple of months now. I look over out, like I turn my head and look over and nothing was there. Turn back. It's also to like, interesting. Sorry to interrupt. It's also interesting that like even out of the corner of your eye is like your brain automatically went to the hat. Like because like a yeah. one, especially like out of the corner of your eye, like you could you could see something white. And it could be a million different things, and like you haven't seen the hat in, in months. It wasn't top of mind. I'm assuming, and but your brain automatically was like, oh shit, that's that's the hat. Yeah. And I think like it, what I mean, like maybe subconsciously it was like in the top of my mind for like as long as it went since it went missing because I missed it so much because it was like such an important thing, like sentimental thing for me. So yeah, like I could like kind of make it out. And I remember having like that red and blue stripe on it, which was like distinctive out of kind of out of the corner of my eye. Like I just caught that and then Mm -hmm. looked over, nothing was there, looked back, whatever. And then I'm like, you know, okay, like I'm on alert now. 
And I remember like my ex was sitting in the other room and I was like, Hey, I just saw something. And he's like, okay, like what's going on? I, I was like, I don't know. Like, I just want to let you know, I just saw something. And so he's I'm like, like making, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're fucking crazy. We all know that. So <laughs> I'm like, go back to like making my pumpkin roll. And I saw Don out of the corner of my eye again. I had like a little bar stool on the other side of like what I was doing, just sitting there in his flannel and like, or like button up shirt and wearing the hat. So you saw him like full on, like not a like glimpse, not out of the corner of your eye, like full on. No, it was, it was like a little bit more than out of the corner of my eye, I guess, but not like, I wasn't like looking into his eyes. Did you, did you look away? Cause I feel like if I saw that out of the corner of my eye, I would like immediately, my reaction would be to look away <laughs> instead of look at him. Yeah. I, I remember like just freezing, like my eyes got like super big and I like blinked a couple of times and then it was kind of, he was just kind of gone, but like there was a pillar there. So like I was, I do remember like looking around the pillar, but I like shouted to my ex. I was like, babe, Don's in the dining room. Oh my God. Don's in the dining room. Like I distinctively knew that it was him and like that he was there. And, like, my ex was, like, all right, cool. Like, I never met him. Hey, Don, how's it going? Like, he was super chill about it, which was helpful. But here's, like, where this part even gets weirder is the next day I found the clothespin and the hat in my car. See, that shit is so weird to me. Because it's, like, how do you explain that? You don't explain that. And, like... There's just a lot of attachments with Don and, like, his stuff. And I had, like, really sentimental attachments to him. So there was also, um, like, a sign that hung on the front of their door. And it said, like, Don and Carmela Robinson. And it had their um, house number on it. And, like, I didn't want the tenants to have that or, like, whoever moved in there to have that. Because it's just, it's, like, something that he handmade and it was important for me to have. So like my dad turned it into a little like wall hanging. That's like a little bit more modern. And he put it, he like mounted it on a piece of wood. So I had that hanging in my staircase, but like the way that my house was set up, it was like on the top, like on the back side of the staircase. So you wouldn't see it if you were like standing at the bottom of the stairs, you would only see it if you were coming down the stairs. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm like on the wall above the stairs, but you'd oh like, yeah. 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 I had that hanging there. Cause it was like a nice spot. Like I saw it every morning, but like nobody else would like ask who it, who like who it belonged to or whatever. So I had a couple of friends, one of them being my next door neighbor who I was incredibly close to. And she was incredibly like, suspicious and such a believer and like really picked up on things and spirits and whatever. And she would not, she could not explain it, but she would not go upstairs in my house and she would not even, so like the staircase was kind of in the middle of my house and you could either go like through the living room to get to the kitchen or through the dining room past the stairs to get to the kitchen. And she would always walk around like always. And she could never explain it. And there were times where we would be like sitting in my living room 
in the dark and I could like just see her get tense and she would just leave. Like she would just be like, okay, gotta go. Bye. And then later I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why did you leave like that? Like, I didn't even give you a hug. You didn't even finish your drink. Like what the fuck? And she's like, Mariah, like there's something at the bottom of your stairs. And like, I don't know what it is, but there's something there. That is so bizarre. And it seems to like not follow the pattern of everything else related to Dawn. Right. Like I think she was like more spooky. Like she, she just got bad feelings when she felt a presence. Like it wasn't necessarily that like he was giving off a bad presence or whatever, but like she just got freaked out and would like leave because she didn't want it to be happening to her. But like my stepmom also came over and she said that she felt a presence, um, like a male presence, protecting presence at the bottom of my stairs. And the only thing that I can explain of that is that's where the sign was. And like, I didn't have that sign there for the first year I lived there and nobody said anything. And then people started saying stuff after I hung the sign up. Did Larry ever feel anything from it? Cause he seems to be, he's like open to it and has like had some experiences, right? Yeah. He's had experiences, but at my dad's house, never at um, Your the house that we lived in together. Yeah. So we'll tell that story now. Jeez. All the ghost stories. Um, yeah, so you have, like, way more, and I'm just like, yeah, my stuff shows up in weird places. <laughs> I mean, I think it's weird. I do think that we can talk about, like, though, why. Yeah, I want to know your thoughts on, like, how, why you think it, it happens to certain people. Like, if there's just, like, a mindset or, like like, a physical attachment to things or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just, like, after the research I've done, it can be, like, anything. Like, you can pick up a bad spirit on based on like physical attachment to things. Like if you go into an antique store, you can like pick up a spirit. They say, I've never had anything like that happen to me. Like I've only had stuff happen to me with like people that I've known that have passed on or like a place that I've lived. Um, But I also think that like, this is actually interesting to me because you even said in this episode, um, like if it didn't happen to me or like wasn't impacting me directly, I didn't really pay much attention to it. So like, that could be your like you're perceived as being like a little bit more closed off to it right so you're like not going to be as like open in the moment to like experiencing something or if something is happening I'm probably less likely to pick up on it or pay attention to it Right, right. So yeah, I think that it has like a huge thing to do with like your willingness and like your openness and like also um, just kind of like your, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just your openness. Do you ever, I just had a really random thought. Do you ever, <laughs> do you ever worry that like a ghost of your relative is like hanging around your house and just like watching you and then you do like something gross or inappropriate you're like having sex and you're just like is a ghost watching me <laughs> grandpa are you watching me <laughs> I know I've like actually thought of that like when I'm having sex or like if I'm picking my nose or something I'm like oh my <laughs> god like who saw that who's watching you know like but if you're gonna watch me like pick my nose or like fuck then I mean I guess that's on you so <laughs> It's not like he's, it's not like anyone's going to yell at me for it now, right? <laughs> Don, Don's like, oh, you're not the girl I thought you were. <laughs> I know. What a nose-picking so slut. 
yeah, I do think about that. I think about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Um, I want to know yeah. about the stairs one though. Okay, so this is a good one. So um, I'm gonna try to like these. I feel like these take so long to tell, but they're good. So apologies for a long episode, guys. But this these are good stories. Um, okay. So the stairs at my dad's house. So the stairs have like a landing on them where you walk up like 10 stairs and then you, there's a landing with like a big ass window and then you walk up like seven or eight more stairs. Um, so I remember like, like I said, I've said before, my dad and I lived by ourselves, um, like just the two of us for a while. And I remember ever since I was little, like when we bought that house, um, feeling weird on that big landing and like it went back and forth between like feeling weird and like feeling like I was going to be pushed and I was going to like throw into or I was going to like fall through that giant window and I remember my dad like always getting nervous because I was like running up and down the stairs he'd be like be careful of the window like um just I don't know just in fear of me like tripping and falling through it or something I don't know so my dad when he would like go to bed and he would take one of the couch for like a brief period of time. He would take one of like the couch, like throw pillows upstairs with him and he would like use it to sleep. Like he had back troubles every once in a while. So like sometimes he would bring it upstairs and like um, sleep with it between his knees. So then he would go to like into the bathroom, like shower and get ready for the day in the morning. And I would wake up and the couch pillow would be, at the top of the stairs, like he would put it there before he went into the bathroom waiting to come downstairs. So I kind of like made it my job every morning to bring this pillow down the stairs. And for whatever reason, I always used to like hold it against my back as hard as I could, like push it up against my back. And I would just run down the stairs as fast as I could. Like I remember when I was little being worried about getting pushed down the stairs or like somebody stabbing me on the stairs like oh my god yeah weird things but the pillow was like a good protection but I I can't even tell you how many times I've fallen down those stairs or like tripped down the stairs because I was going so fast like it was like road road runner feet down those stairs like but it, it was weird because like I had that weird feeling that I did not want to be on the stairs. But as soon as I got to the bottom of the stairs, it was like, you were fine. You were like safe. And so that's happened since I was a little girl. And I even like stayed at my dad's house when I was in college here and there because I was commuting and it was closer. So I would just stay there. But he was in a long distance relationship with my now stepmom, but he would like go for like a week at a time to go see her. And when he was gone, like, forget it. I just, I would like prepare and bring my stuff downstairs and I slept on the couch. Like it was safe to be on the couch, but I did not go upstairs and sleep in my room when he wasn't there. Like forget being on those stairs by myself, even when I was, so I'm like in my twenties at that point and I still have no good explanation for it, but the stairs for whatever reason were fucking fucked. (laughs) were you the only one did your dad ever have weird feelings on the stairs or like Mm -hmm. anyone else because I never did and you never told me that there was weird (laughs) vibes on the stairs okay we also didn't spend a ton of time at my house however it was like kind of like a a nighttime thing like it never really felt like it was a daytime thing and I also 
didn't ever feel it if I was like there with other people like you walking up the stairs with me like I could have sat down on the stairs and like hung out with you it was just like when I was there by myself and like thinking about it I don't know ew (laughs) so my stepmom then moved in with us and she from the beginning like started seeing stuff and like she described like a white like pillowcase that she was seeing it was like a white like kind of rectangular-ish figure that she would see like out of the corner of her eye and then she saw like a black shadow like a black like male or like taller humaner looking figure that was like a shadow that she would see yeah so together no not together no but the the one the pillowcase thing was like always on the stairs so we were there I mean she would just kind of like bring it up and I was like yeah okay like sure I'll believe it when I see it and I like again tuning it out because like I don't want to believe it and I still do have to sleep here so okay let me know when it's like you know about to attack me and then I'll jump in yeah I'd rather not know I would not know, want to know at all. See, and now you're bitching at me for not telling you. <laughs> I know. I'm all like, you didn't tell me. And then I'm like, no, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were, my ex was there one day and like we were having like a family day. We were watching a movie and he walked out of the room and I could like see him around the corner from where I was sitting. He like signaled me to like come over <laughs> to him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, go to the bathroom, get whatever snack you want. You don't have to ask me. Um, <laughs> so he's like, Mariah, I have been for like the last 10 minutes, I've been trying to figure this out and I can't figure it out. And he was a detective. So like, he was all about like trying to figure out like shadows and like where a light source could have come from or whatever. Which I really appreciate because as we've talked about, it's like your human instinct is to figure out, okay, what could this possibly be? And then, yeah. So, yeah. So he like pulled me into the kitchen and he's like, I saw this thing. It started at the top of the stairs or like at the landing on the stairs. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I looked over. It was still there, but it stopped moving when I looked over. And when I looked back away from it, it started moving again. He said that it just went up and down the stairs, like down to the bottom of the stairs and then back up to the landing like two or three times. And then it disappeared. Like it just went away. And he, I was like, well, what did it look like? Like, was it a person? Like was, you know, is it like your translucent, like stereotypical translucent ghost wearing like a night, a white nightgown? Like, what was it? And he said, <laughs> it looked like a white pillowcase. Oh. So I'm like, uh. hold the phone. Julia, get your ass in here. Like Larry just saw the same shit that you saw what is going on so they and they never talked about it beforehand right no and I never told him either because he is um I wouldn't say like like I told him that like Julia was seeing stuff but like I never like went into details about it because like he's skeptical but he's also like a little bit leery like I didn't want him to be freaked out to come into the house (laughs) either you know but yeah he described the exact same thing that she that she saw but he didn't see the black one, just the white one. Just the white one. And I don't know, like, what the difference is between the black and the white one. She doesn't really talk about it. And I think that she's since 
stop seeing the black one. I'll check in with her on that, but I think that she stopped seeing the black one. Okay. So are there hunches on what this could be? Has there ever been like any foul play in the house? Like before you guys moved there? Not that we know of, like there was a husband and wife that lived there. The husband died first. We don't know if he died in or out of the house. Um, but we do know that, well, we have like high suspicion. We're pretty sure that the wife passed away in the house, in my room, because that was her room. <laughs> but like, see, that doesn't bother me because it's not like they were like brutally murdered or something. It's like, you know, she just was sleeping, passed away. I don't know. Yeah, but now she's there. <laughs> yeah, now she's a white pillowcase on the stairs. that's what happens in the afterlife you turn into linen (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know it's it that one is really weird um and I don't have like a great explanation of it and it's weird that it's been going on for like years and years like we moved into that house in 96 so I've like felt it since then or maybe 97 so do you think that because okay so my brain goes White floating pillowcase, good vibes. Black tall mass is dark vibes. Cause you know, like it feels like a hooded figure or something. Right. So do you think that you were, but also if you were, I don't know, does one has like Larry or your stepmom like, felt good or bad vibes with either of them or is it just kind of the same like you just feel a presence yeah I think that she's felt like good okay so like Larry said that he felt like an overwhelming feeling of like peace after he saw it like he said that he just felt like so relieved and he like didn't know what he was relieved of but like he just felt like good after he saw it and she said that she feels like a little bit of a darker presence with the um the black shadow but like that she doesn't really feel one way or another about the other stuff like it's just there and she's just learned to live with it because it's there but you've never seen either one of them right I've never seen anything no that's so weird it's weird to me that uh you could be sitting there same couch same everything with Larry and he would see them but you wouldn't, and it's your house. But you felt them. Yeah, it's and the Julia whole thing is so weird. Like all of the ghost stuff is so weird. I want I okay. This is this is on my wish list of things. I want to see what we can dig up about the previous residents of your house, and then I want to hire a median <laughs> to come and see if they like feel anything and they can like communicate like if that maybe the ghosts are or the spirits or whatever are like trying to communicate something or if like if they can figure out anything just from being in the house and like see if we can like match it up because I'm always super super I love watching like the people that you know they say that they can communicate with like the afterlife or spirits or what have you but i want to see it in real life and and like really test it like make sure that they have like no information beforehand and yeah. like see what they can they can come up with that's the thing like i'm always super skeptical 
skeptical that like people have information beforehand or they're just like giving you general information that you could apply like fortune cookies like okay whatever kind of day you're having that day like you can apply that to some aspect of your day like I feel like they're just often giving like general information that you can apply and you're like oh my god that was spot on like um I actually have like a quick story this will I think this is the last quick story I have but I have a quick story about somebody who's like that so I bought like a a package of massages I think about like three or four massages whatever five massages um from this woman who I ended up like only getting one massage from and then she moved away so I was like yo like (laughs) where the rest of my rub downs at lady and (laughs) she like she whatever like transferred my stuff to another um another massage friend of hers I guess that they went to school together well this lady had like her own practice and she was like recommended to me by this other lady so I went to her like I showed up and it was like she had like cards out for like card readings and like fortune shit and like crystals everywhere and sage burning and like incense like it was a weird fucking place, but I was like, you know what? My ass is sore. Like, I'm going to get my massage that I already paid for. So I'll get my rub down. I'm going to get my rub down. So <laughs> I'm, you know, she asks me if I want a card reading. And I was like, mm, no thanks. Like, just here for my massage. And, you know, just do that. So I'm, like, just starting the massage. My head's in the hole. And I like open my eyes and there's like all these crystals and like weird, not weird, that crystals are weird, whatever, believe what you believe, but like rocks and like crystals and like little, I don't know, knickknack shit underneath the bed, like right underneath my head. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So... I just, like, close my eyes and try to relax, but I'm just thinking about, like, how weird this lady is. And she had, like, bangles on and, like, rings on. Like, it was just a weird experience. While she was massaging you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just weird. Really weird. You probably would have liked it. It was, like, an ASMR, like, jingle jangle. (laughs) No, I cannot. I cannot stand bangles. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't have liked this. But anyway, she, like asks me again during my massage like would you like a card reading I'd really like to connect you to some people and I'm like bitch no like what don't you understand about no I'm not vibing with this like stop harassing me so I leave I did book and like the massage ended up being pretty good I did book another appointment because I think I just had like one more left and I was like well whatever I'm not like eating a hundred dollars just because this chick is weird like you know, if she can get the knock out of my, not out of my shoulder, I'll like deal with the weirdness. So I book another appointment. And again, I go to the appointment and she's like, can I do a reading? Are you interested in a reading today? And I was like, no, I'm really like, I got to be honest with you. I am really, really uninterested in that. Thank (laughs) you for asking, but I'm so uninterested. So like, I thought that I had made my point clear whatever. So the end of the massage is nearing and I'm like laying on my back. My eyes are closed. It was actually a really good massage. 
far less crystals this time. <laughs> um, no bangles this time. And I like she was kind of doing like she had like her hand just lightly like on my head. And I was I know a lot of massage therapists will do like, you know, like a little prayer, like a little wish for you at the end of the massage, whatever. Um, or where like where they thank you for like allowing them to touch your body. Like, I don't know whatever and I'm cool with that that's that's you know beautiful and soothing to me whatever so but it was like lasting a little bit long (laughs) she just had her hands like on me and I'm like starting to open my eyes and like okay yep she's still doing her thing close my eyes like just oh like an awkward long pause and she was she finally broke the silence and I'm like oh thank god like (laughs) you're finally speaking I didn't know if you died and had some kind of you know like coronary issue while your head while your hands on my head so um she finally spoke and she was like Mariah I know that you are really unopen to this but I if you leave here today and I don't ask you this, I will never forgive myself. And I was like, okay, hit me with it, lady. What's up? Like, hit me with your weird shit. Hit me with my future. So she's like, Fred. And I'm like, bitch, Fred. Like, that's the best you can come up with is Fred. Who doesn't know a Fred or like who, you know, who can't whatever. But then I'm like, you know, I really don't know a Fred. You're fucking crazy. She's like, Fred just wants you to know that he's okay and I was like oh wow you know like I need to get the fuck out of here so like that is so good to hear I'm so glad that Fred's okay okay bye and I get into my car and like as soon as I turn my car on my mom calls me and my mom never calls me it's like weird but I always call my mom because she knows that like I'm busy and whatever so like I always call my mom well my mom calls me like just to chat and I was like mom what's going on I'm like, you're never going to believe this fucking quack that I just met telling me that Fred wants me to know he's okay. And mom's like, oh my God, Mariah. Wow. That's amazing. She's like, I wonder why he would tell you he's okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? The, like, what are you, are you in cahoots with this? Are you, are you in cahoots with this lady? Who is Fred? And my mom's like, Mariah, that's my dad. So my mom was adopted and um did not know like she knew her biological father but was never like raised by him but her biological father was Fred and because he was like never in her life or my life it didn't even register with me but like maybe a month or two before that massage that first massage um Fred shot himself in his driveway yeah he like killed himself and uh like my mom heard of it and she's like oh you know that sucks and she was like sad about it because like her you know her blood but like we never knew him so like I didn't waste any time being like super sad on it I guess my mom's convinced that's me or that that was him telling me that he's okay I'm like well no he's not okay like his brains are on his you know on his driveway he's not okay but that's good I do wonder though, why you? I don't know. And like again, is this does it just go back to like me being open to this stuff or um And there is just the opportunity was there? 
yeah, like the opportunity was there or like she was really looking for something and, you know, said the name Fred. And then my mom's like, you know, putting two and two together. Like, was it really Fred or was this chick just trying to like say Fred? Yeah. Or, you know, I wonder she could have, and it's like Fred, damn, like she could have said Dave. She could have said Donald. <laughs> like Right. But like, look at your, like your grandpa's name's Fred, right? Oh Yeah. I mean, he's still alive, but like who, like everybody could probably think of like a friend to some extent that they know, but it's weird. Like the timing of it is weird that like Fred was not a name in my life up until like two months before that, that like, you know, he shot himself. And then I did do like a little bit of research about him because I never knew much about him. Like just still my blood, even though he's a piece of shit. (laughs) I choose, I choose to buy into it. I choose to, too, and, like, I wish that I didn't give her, like, such a negative vibe in the beginning, but also, like, just the approach was weird. Like, I feel like if I had that talent, I would be way less, like, gypsy about it and, like, way less mysterious about it. I would just be like, yo, you got some spirits lingering around you. Like, I could help you talk to them if you want. Do you want me to? Like, I know that that sounds crazy, but it's really not. Or it's like, yo, Fred's trying to leave you a message. You want to call him back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, so are you sure you don't want me to read your cards? Like, bitch, you have a deck of cards. Like, that is like me, you know, it's like gambling at the casino. I don't really understand that. I am really interested. I don't know. I guess I don't know enough or anything at all really about like tarot cards, but I do think it's really interesting, at least just from like, I want to learn how they work uh, just for mostly for shits and gigs. But hey, if any listeners are, I actually do have a friend that was learning how to read tarot cards. So I should probably just ask him. But hey, listeners, if you guys have any uh, like cool information and stuff that you want to share, please hit us up. Yeah. Also, give us your ghost stories because like, I feel like ours are. I mean, like yours are definitely weird and it's like hard to explain, especially since yours are just like all around objects. Like that's weird to me that it's just like stuff just pops up here and there and like you don't really have an explanation for it. And then mine seems to be around like these weird like I sense somebody's like next to me, but then I can't ever like quite see them. Yeah, so if listeners have any insight about that too, because I'm sure there is some, I don't know reasoning for like or meaning behind certain types of interactions and I'm just I'm overall very curious but also so into people's ghost stories yeah and also like if you read cards or some something like let us know because we'll let you read our cards (laughs) yeah but you then you have to tell me how it works on that note send us your ghost stories don't send us your ghosts but send us your ghost stories yeah keep your ghosts I don't need that shit (laughs) I am I am closed off. I'm not open to those interactions. <laughs> Saying that, putting that into the ether. I'm too open, so just don't, you know, just tell them that I live in Alaska. That's too far away. All right, guys. Uh, anything cool, interesting, and creepy, send it our way. You can find us at, um, bleh, you can find us on Instagram at, like, honestly, pod. <laughs> That's it. And then uh, until next time. Um, bye guys. Bye.